Ronaldinho to Messi. Will he get that first goal for Barcelona? Remember the name, Lionel Messi, at the age of 17, scores his first goal for Barcelona. Back to Mbappé! What a great day it's been for him! Oh, spectacular Thiago! Alan, look, very accomplished player himself, and Alan in behind goes for goal! Hello and welcome to Pure Fit Boys Euro 2021 preview. I'm your host, Alistair Madden, and as ever, this podcast will be in-depth, unbiased and Scottish. This series, we will look to understand each of the nations at the tournament and break down playing style, key players and expectations. On the show today, we will be reviewing the Finnish national team. And to do so, I'm delighted to say that we are joined by Rich Nelson from the excellent Finnish football show. It's great to have you on, Rich. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you, Ellie. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. It's nice to talk about these things with someone from my uh, my fatherland, anyway. Yeah, excellent. Uh, you know what, what what you're doing over in the Finnish football show is is really impressive, and I'll give you the chance towards the end of the episode to point people in the direction of the work that you do. But let's start by yeah, really getting into the Finnish national team. One of the Feel-good stories, if you like, already it feels ahead of Euro 2021. But I just want to go back to the qualification route for Finland. Going into the qualifiers, I suppose, what were the expectations for the Finnish national team, Rich? Um, Well, I think, again, it was one of these things that because Finland had never qualified for a Mm -hmm. tournament before, there, there was a little bit of a bonus on the grounds that the Nations League in the previous autumn, uh, Finland had won their group uh, mm-hmm. fairly convincingly and uh, the results over the previous couple of years had been quite impressive after a fairly rotten uh, mid-2010s. sort of 2010s. Um, And when they were drawn in a group and Italy were the top seeds, and I think, I mean, no one expected Finland to win the group, but the other two sort of competitors really for that second place were Bosnia and Greece and to be honest I think people thought you know they were in a a decent run of form and if if the results went their way the way the Euros are set up that the second place team can qualify Um, and it worked out quite well I think uh, that the home form throughout was excellent and having that momentum early on there was a couple of uh, impressive home wins and uh, it really set things up and uh, I think people sort of dared to dream, as they say. And um, yeah, it was it's just one of the things that a bit of momentum got going. They started well and, and it went on from there. And, and even sort of losing a couple of games um, away to Italy and Bosnia didn't derail things too much because um, that's the nice thing about the Euros now with the, the 24 teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think people will be looking forward to seeing what Finland have to offer this summer. Um, we spoke briefly about that, um, not so much expectation, but but hopes and dreams, if, if you like, going into the qualifiers. In terms of the actual performances, were those performances causing the hopes and dreams or were the hopes and dreams more reflective of something else? Were the performances good going into the qualifiers is what I'm asking, I suppose. Um, generally, yeah, that there was a confidence um, amongst the team that there, there hadn't been for quite a while. Um, the 
in 2015, Finland had a manager, Hans Backer, who went the whole year without winning a game, including mm-hmm. friendlies. And uh, it, I think Finland dropped to sort of 110 in the FIFA rankings and everyone was really low. Um, they got uh, a new manager in who'd sort of been involved in the setup for so many years. He'd worked with the majority of the players at sort of junior level and having that confidence, you know, that, and this is where the Nations League leads nicely into these things because they'd had a good run of results there that took them into the Euros thinking they could mm-hmm. do something and beat some of these teams seeded above them. I mean, Finland were seeded fourth in the group. And, um, you know, the, the performances were good. I mean, you had players playing probably at the peak of their career. I mean, Teimu Puki mm-hmm. in, since then has been, you know, out, outstanding. Um, obviously, I guess a lot of your listeners will probably know him from his time at Celtic. But mm-hmm. you've got players like uh, the goalkeeper, Lukas Rodetsky, who's probably despite Pugh, he's probably the outstanding single player in the team playing in goal. Um, mm. And just everyone seemed to be, you know, the players in their sort of late 20s were, you know, they were staying fit, they were playing every game, things were very settled. And there was also a bit of the surprise element as well. I don't think Bosnia and Greece really saw Finland as that much of a threat, whereas they got a big surprise. I mean, Bosnia in particular turned up for the game and Finland to be honest, taught him a bit of a lesson. It was quite clinical. Um, and Pukki was definitely not the player he was when he was in Glasgow, but he was, um, yeah, the last three three years or so, he's been fantastic. And yeah, he, he scored plenty of goals and um, he was the difference maker, to be honest. Fantastic. Um, just moving on to the group itself this summer, at the Euros, how do you expect the Finland team to perform, Rich? Um well, I think everyone has a kind of expectation that they're seen as one of the weaker sides. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a difficulty that they're playing two of the, well, uh, at the time of recording, anyway, they're playing two of the teams at their home ground. So they're playing Denmark in Copenhagen and Russia in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. So effectively, they're away games. Um, I, I think there's generally a consensus that Finland on their day especially probably against Russia and possibly Denmark as well, could turn up and get a result. I think um, they're generally quite well organised. If if the first 11 or the majority of the first 11 are fit and that spine of the team is there, then they're, they're quite difficult to beat. And I think the recent sort of results over that, that last two and a half, three years have shown that if that spine is playing well and fit, um, they're difficult to break down. I mean, to be honest, they, they are incredibly reliant on having a good goal scorer up front and um Puki is you know he's become a very clinical player um since he's turned sort of 30 odd um he was very wasteful when he was younger but he seems to have developed that side of his game and it's made a huge difference so they, i mean they 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 know they're the weaker side and they'll be playing on the counter attack a lot but there's a confidence there that if they get a break, they can get a goal. And if they go 1-0 up, they'll hopefully give it a good shot of defending it. Absolutely, Rich. Um, and just in terms of the current moods in Finland, what is the feeling in Finland right now? I know that we're still a couple of months or nearly a couple of months away from the Euros, but what is the mood right now going into the tournament in Finland? Um, generally, you know, it's strange, you know, we're now 18 months since the, that game where they qualified. Um, there's still a lot of 
people just happy to be there you know again not necessarily making up the numbers but um just the fact that Finland have qualified for a tournament is is such a big thing um and people are realistic i mean Finns generally are, are married to one they they know mm-hmm. that um you know they're, they're quite realistic about the chances they they're not going to win the group they're not almost certainly not going to get anything off belgium but i think there is some optimism that perhaps the way the groups are set up with the, the third place team qualifying for the knockout round there is some hope there that if the results go well on the day and and things go the right way then they might be able to nick third place whether it's a win or a couple of draws or something like that but um most people i think are just happy you know it's a historic occasion um any european championship you know being there for the first time is such a big thing that people are just generally positive that finland have qualified yeah for sure for sure I just want to focus now on the coach, and forgive me if my pronunciation is slightly off here, Marku Kanerva. Um, how would you describe the playing style that, that Kanerva looks to to implement with the Finnish national team? Um, well, throughout qualifying and, and over that the first Nations League tournament, they, they play very much a sort of 4-4-2, um, mm-hmm. quite old-school type with... Um, the wide players as well. Um, since then, partly due to circumstance and the players they have available, and I think maybe partly as well because of the way that football's progressed, it's gone more to a, a 3-5-2 with, with wing-backs. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing particularly revolutionary about the way they play. It is quite straightforward that there is an awful lot of emphasis on getting the ball forward to Pukki quickly. Um it's there's nothing particularly subtle about it uh, and in the last 18 months it's working so well that why change it really um mm-hmm. i mean they've got a, a good mixture of players um glen kamara has done so well for rangers over the last couple of seasons as well that um and he's generally been turning that in at national team level as well he's since he's come into the team he's had a good partnership in midfield with tim Sparv. Mm-hmm. And that, that the two of them have played so well together that, you know, that they keep the ball fairly well. The the two centre-halves, when they had the 4-4-2, were very sort of old school, like you get British defending, um, quite strong, head the ball clear and then worry about it later. But, um, yeah, it's, there's nothing particularly revolutionary about it, but it's um, it can be quite direct um, if it goes straight to Pukki, if, if he's in that kind of form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you touched on it there. The, the not so much reliance on on putting it up the park to Pookie, but certainly that, that is one of the the most frequently utilised options. Um, and just I suppose to develop on that, are there any tactical strengths or weaknesses that we should expect when watching Finland this summer, Rich? Um, in terms of strengths, I, th- I think they do have a strong kind of the, the defensive core and the spine of the team. It's generally quite settled and has been for the last sort of three or four years um, through the goalkeeper, defence and midfield up, up top. Um, there's still some issues around with the wing-backs in particular. Um, throughout the last sort of year, 18 months, he's been uh, Canerva's been trying to find the best combination and he's been difficult with, with injuries and players not being available. And also there's, um, there's various issues around who plays up front with Puki? Um, Joel Poyampalo 
is generally seen as the first choice, but he's quite injury prone. He's playing. He's also playing players who are more of an attacking midfielder in that position. And it's just trying to find players to complement that that spine. And it's difficult, really, when there isn't a huge pool of players, and they've been, you know, getting players who who may have nationalities or allegiances to other countries, and trying to get that diaspora involved. But mm-hmm. it's um, trying trying to work that out. Really, is is the issue, and I think that's where you know you generally rely on having 10 or 11 players playing well on the day and there aren't many opportunities to carry someone who's not playing too well so um, perhaps the squad strength in depth isn't quite up to the standard of some of the rest of the team I think there's quite a big disparity but you know I think fingers crossed if everyone's fit um, then yeah I think they give it a good go. There's perhaps an obvious answer to this next question and do feel free to to provide the obvious answer here rich but who is the key player that really keeps finland ticking over and gives them that something special well um if you talk about up front for goals then obviously it's, it's um tamer puki himself um mm-hmm. hopefully by the time he's reached the Euros, he's uh, he's now the second top scorer in the history of the national team and uh He's come out and said if he doesn't break that record by the end of the year, he'll be disappointed. Um, but, I mean, in, in addition to that, kind of loading the bullets for him, Kamara has proved, I mean, uh, we've watched a lot of him at junior international level and, and I saw him playing for uh, Arsenal youth team before he sort of moved up to Scotland. And he's become such an influential player for the team. Um, yeah, I think initially he came through as quite a defensive player, but he's really built on his... Uh, abilities going forward that actually sort of the midfield is looking a lot more confident and supplying the ball he's give, he, you know the route one is kind of it is an easy outlet because Pookie's so good but Kamara is giving them a bit of guile in midfield that you know in actual fact I think a lot of people are kind of now noticing him as just as important because he's not scoring goals maybe that's the issue but um, yeah he's he's just as important to the team absolutely Rich uh, and I suppose just follow up that question with with another question in terms of players to to look out for. Are there any players that you feel could maybe have a breakout tournament of sorts this summer, or younger players coming through that you think we should keep an eye on? Um, well, there's a couple who came through um, in the Finland beat France in Paris last year, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, the two goal scorers were making their debuts. Um, so Oni Valakari whose dad used to play for Motherwell. Um, Oni was actually born in Scotland. Um, he's playing in Greece at the moment, but he's playing regularly. And he's in the squad for the national team. And uh, Marcus Force, who's at Brentford, he's a centre-forward. He yep. was very much a kind of wild-card player. He hadn't played a lot in the junior teams, or certainly the under-21s. And his goal-per-minute ratio for, for Brentford in League One is pretty special. Uh, he's not starting every game, and um, he again he's he scored in Paris that game, and and he's generally coming on as a sub in the games, and I mean he's still very raw, and I think ho- hopefully that's being seen as a positive that um, you know if he came on in a tight game with fifteen twenty minutes to go, he looks like the sort of player who's got a poacher's instinct. Uh, I think he'd definitely make a difference for sure, Rich, for sure. And I'm going to ask you now, you can answer this with your heart or with your head. How far will Finland go this summer at the Euros? Um, honestly, 
I, I think um, I, I would be surprised if they got out of the group. Um, I think mm-hmm. really it, it is difficult. I mean, Belgium um, are looking pretty special. Um, and Denmark, I think, are in quite good form as well. So it, it really depends on, on the Russia game, which is the, the second one. I think if, if Finland come out of the second game of that group and they've got zero or one points, I think they're going to struggle. Um, I, I'd be surprised. I mean, third place in the group, even if they don't qualify, would be an achievement, to be honest. And, and anything that involves finishing above Russia would be special. Um, I think that's, that would be seen as a, something of a success anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, I was going to ask you what would a good <laughs> tournament look like, um, but I suppose the answers to that question are found in your answer to the last question, I suppose. Yeah, finishing above Russia, uh, getting a positive result even against Russia in itself would, would go a long way to perhaps satisfying the Finland fans. Well, listen, Rich, it's been excellent speaking to you. The, the Finland story already has, um, I think... Uh, serve to encapsulate the magic of football. Uh, you know, a well-oiled team, it sounds like, the, the Finnish national team, with a little bit of magic provided by Puki, as you say. Who knows, this summer, Rich, perhaps Finland could advance to the knockout stages. Regardless, it promises to be an excellent summer for Finland, an excellent summer for uh, football fans generally. Um, a, a real feast of football in store. Thank you very much for coming on, Rich. It's been great hearing from you. Thank you to you, the listener. Hopefully you're all staying safe and well. Goodbye.